we can talk now? Hola. There's always a weird element of surprise. With yeah, him. always. <laughs> like he's completely in another universe, <laughs> not am, here at all in I body am, or mind. That happens sometimes. So yeah, Ronald, just so you know, we are here to record episode 47 of the Movie Schmovie podcast. Oh, man. I'm one of your hosts, John. You are another of the hosts, Ron Nold. Right. Or Ron. I, was <laughs> I go or, by many names. Dro- you can drop the old. Can sure. I call you that? Sure, sure. Can I, I can call you Ron Nold? Mm, you All right, can call good. me Ron Nold. <laughs> yeah, very nice. <laughs> and another of our hosts, some might even oh. say the host amongst hosts, right, right. is Steve. And he's hey, here, guys. He's here, too. <laughs> Hello. But as opposed to Ronald, I'm actually here in body and mind. Right. right. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm present. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot of movies that we've we all seen. We have two feature reviews. Two. Yeah. Wow, we're on the same page this week. We are. Man, we are. Air high five, guys. We're up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Psh, psh, psh. That's, our, that's our hand slapping. We're like three women in an apartment for a couple months. Our periods are in sync. Our emotions are there. So we're ready. Our movie menstruations <laughs> yeah, are exactly. synchronized. Point. We're going to bleed all over this podcast. Is what oh, we're my God. You. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> all right. So let's just get right into it. Like I said, we got two feature films that one yep. came out last week. One's coming out this week. Right. Uh, you know, that we, like John said, we all saw. We did. Mm-hmm. This is the first in the, fa- in, you know, the past month or so. We've been on different schedules, but now, like you said, mm-hmm. we're all lined up. So the first one we're going to jump into is Ben Affleck's new Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a sound cue. You got to get that. Please, please tell me that wasn't what you were, what you were waiting to deliver. No, it was, no. Okay, good. His, uh, <laughs> his, his new film Argo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which I think in general has opened a pretty very positive reviews actually mm-hmm. um, along yeah. the festival circuit. It's gotten a lot of positive attention and, you know, box office is pretty good. Not on par with, I guess, what he did with The Town, which is a little more action. Right. You know, got a little different audience. But I think it's the kind of movie that's going to really hold over well um, in terms of word of mouth, especially among the demo that it's going for. But um, I don't know. It's, what do you guys... What, what were your either expectations, thoughts? I mean, I don't know how you want to jump into this because... It's a, it's a, it's a heavy-duty story. So I guess the first thing I, I was thinking about was um, Ken Ben Affleck, take on such a heavy duty subject it's it's uh like the iranian revolution and uh a lot of tension going on because of the shah that that got uh taken he's like in exile and in the united states yeah Yeah, basically under united states protection protection and the united states is uh, protecting this guy that the iranians believe is an evil person Mm -hmm. after after we sort of set him up in the first place yeah yeah so because of that, uh, Iran is intensely angry at the United States. So the embassy, the U.S. embassy, is under attack. And uh, some people escape, and those people are kind of taken away to a Canadian, uh, was it Canadian embassy? What do you, what do you call Well, this? the Canadian embassy, yeah. that the, the, there were Canadian ambassadors that were yeah, yeah. letting them stay in their home. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so... So it was like never an official thing that right, the Canadian right. embassy was was condoning or doing. But. Right. So these these guys are there, and somebody has to get them out of Iran safely. Mm-hmm. And guess who's coming to the rescue? Tony Mendez, <laughs> epic beard. Man, can we talk about that fucking epic beard? Forget forget the story for a second. How sexy was that beard? It's impressive in my opinion. It was impressive, man. I, I it think- makes me want to be a better man. <laughs> I, I I feel like he wrote. I mean, I the think like I think like uh, I think John's beard is kind of. It is. It's it kind of in the same ballpark. I have the yes. sort of I have the sort of like uh, I'm working on the crazy old professor type beard though. <laughs> ben Affleck was very well yeah. put together in this, and he could have easily very well kept. He could have easily yeah. fought crime with Shaft. Like his hair was beautiful. It amazing. Was, it was amazing. <laughs> God, Ben Affleck, shimmering, shimmering, shimmering. It's very sexy, man. It's yeah. something about Ben Affleck in this movie. I think he does that a lot. It makes me uncomfortable that he does that. He's like, I want to. I want an epic beard if it's going to take <laughs> place in the seventies, and I want to. I want to say as many epic things as humanly possible, and I think that's how he writes his scripts. But I think the one thing that I, I really enjoyed about this in general was just the idea that Ben Affleck is a certain type of actor, a certain type of writer, a certain type of director was kind of shattered with this movie because it's such a big idea mm-hmm. um, that's kind of tackled, and I think he tackles it amazingly. I I can't 
I can't really say anything bad about the how he tackles the scale of this and the stories creatively that he uh, the the angles that he takes creatively to kind of summarize everything that's going on in a way that's not boring. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the ideas. So what would you think about it? You know, honestly, I, I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, I had a lot of expectations for it. I think when you guys are talking about the the lead in to what the story jumps off at, mm-hmm. the, one of the things I loved about the movie was those opening credits. You know, the animation that they provided to kind of give the backstory for. Mm-hmm. You know, the average person may not know a lot. Yeah, just to kind of set it up for you. And also played out like a storyboard. Yeah, and it it looked really cool. I mean, it's almost like you see, it looks like something maybe, like you just said, is like maybe done in pre production or something like that, but Mm -hmm. they actually put it on the screen and it's very entertaining. It's, you know, it's quick, it's to the point, and it sets you right up to be dropped into that, into the middle of that, Mm -hmm. you know, the Iranian people just basically taking over the embassy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we kind of pick up with the, the, uh, the younger American. Workers that basically escape and, like you said, get to the con- the Canadian ambassador's home. Um, and I think one of the things that uh, I think with with Ben Affleck, I guess, in, in the lead, I mean, I, I think I don't think he actually wrote this film. It's a different screenwriter gotcha. directed it. Yeah, okay. but I mean, it's it's the first time you kind of see him step out of the whole like Boston. You know, he's done a lot of stuff like in terms of writing or even directing with like. Goodwill Hunting and with the town and Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, those are all very it's, Boston. Yeah, it has like this powerhouse of what he knows really, really well, and you can you pick up on that immediately in all those films. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and you have a certain sense of like authenticity and you know a love and passion for that setting. You know, I think what you pick up from this movie is a passion for the story a lot. You know, and I think you know the story just being declassified not, not that many years ago. I'm not sure of the exact year. I know it says it in the post-credits, but... 1997. 97, so mm-hmm. five years ago, or 15 years ago, yeah. uh, you know, this story just coming to light. I mean, this is literally... This is things that movies are made off of. Like, it's something that somebody could make up for a movie, but, it, you know, it's real. Right, and, right. you know, and I think the passion that went into the the screenwriter, uh, Chris Terrio, and, you know, I think George Clooney produced the film along with Grant Heslov. Like, this is a lot of real quality coming out of this movie Mm -hmm. um the performances obviously there's a huge cast a lot of great performances from not just i think affleck is like the star of the film but i don't think he's a star of the film in like what i took away from the moments that i remember from the movie i did find myself at different times wondering if a more expressive actor were at the center of this movie if it would have just been the difference between good and great for me yeah i don't think he was bad but i think he uh to kind of uh go back to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago with regards to Looper. I think he kind of, he's a Bruce Willis style actor <laughs> in that he can do very little and right. seem credible. And yeah. I think that in this movie, it was basically just Ben Affleck saying the entire performance was like, just keep a straight face. It's like I was on the verge of checking my watch a couple of times, but mm-hmm. I never did. And then when it does get to the the last sequence or two where there is some legitimate tension and that there's that kind of clockwork precision. I thought that stuff was really good. And I almost was getting irritated with how nervous it was making me. Dude, I was going to say this, that those last like 20 minutes of the actual extraction, I would say like when I mentioned before, it's not like the action movie, the town is, I mean, I was far more tense in those last 20 minutes of the movie than any moment in the town, yeah. you know, or, or really for most thrillers or suspense films that I've seen. Well, cause it's so recently. tangible. It's so specific. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you, and you just have a sense of like each little thing that could go wrong or yep. that almost goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You know exactly like how quickly that's going to be dealt with that this, you know, complete, this mission could completely go down the drain by one little yeah. detail or one little snag. And actually that's what I was going to bring up. Like, you know, I, I thought the last 20 minutes of the film, I mean, by far for me, you, I was really into those moments, and mm-hmm. I mean that's really had me stressing out a lot. Even though I knew from researching a bit that you know yeah, how yeah. this is going to end, but I think that's a, I think that's a credit to you know to direction, you know, and to, yeah. to the way he handled those moments. And yeah, you definitely. know, I think everything you said about Affleck is true. I mean, I, I'm a huge, I'm actually a really big Affleck fan, but I, I see what you mean. Like he is somebody that you know he does have a. I don't want to say like a template he kind of settles into with films and he mm-hmm. kind of just adjusts a little bit. So it looks like he's do- doing something. Right. But I mean, I, uh, I guess maybe the thought crossed my mind, like maybe if somebody else was in there, but I almost then, like I said before, I almost wonder, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I would want to totally be really invested in that character. You know, like oh, I no, think I, he's our, he's our compass for this film, but I mean, he's kind of providing the direction of where we're going, but I'm a, I almost like got more into the hostages at yeah. times and like how they were handling it or some not so well, some just kind of going with whatever they were told to do. Like, uh, like Tate Donovan's character who was like the, you know, 
the leader of the group, I guess. Yeah, you kept um, waiting for one of them to mess up or do yeah, something exactly. that really screwed everything. I was up paying and... attention to like their little, in, like the, their little intricacies and like their little ticks in the the relations between the the two groups that were husband and wife and like how they were riffing off of one another and and the one group that kind of resisted initially to go along with this plan and how that would completely throw it off and one of those guys is the one that actually ends up saving it apparently yeah that um, that that was very predictable that bothered me I actually was one of my complaints i have two really big complaints that was a little predictable what, um, what is that the the husband it's a familiar development where you take someone who's kind of the, the most antagonistic and the least yeah, on board with the plan, and then you show the moment where they kind of click into yeah. the plan. It didn't really bother me, but I... I knew that that was going to be the thing. The problem was they did a couple things to set up that whole idea. He he knew the language. Um, that was They kept talking about that. Um, he was the most resistant to the idea. Mm-hmm. And it was just only natural that that campy moment would come where he would, he would be the person that kind of... Yeah, ease the tension. It was almost like a much lighter tone than I was expecting. So to yeah. me, what you're calling campy, I thought was just 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 kind Nobody, of cute and funny yeah. enough that I, it was fit then, fit with the tone. The, also, the other thing that bothered me was like, um, I kind of talked to you about this. Yeah, yeah. Something about the fact that there was no side to Iran besides the villainous, almost animalistic sort of aggression mm-hmm. that all the Iranians were showing. There was like nobody in the movie that was like a lighter side to that. Nobody was like, what about the girl that helped them escape? She did for that one time that yeah. that was it. That was like one character out of like all those people. And that was, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Um, mostly because the whole idea of what the Middle East is to people now mm-hmm. is a little strange. There's layers to this. There's layers to like things that America's done to, you know, those countries that have made people the way. I I thought it was pretty fair in the sense that you saw what the problem was. Like it definitely seemed like a mess that we made for ourselves. I I do. I I I do somewhat. I see it too much. I I think that's. I agree with you in the general sense that when you see a Middle Eastern face or character in. In the movies, it's almost always a terrorist. It's a, a one girl though. That one yeah. girl was the, the the only person that. I mean, I guess I guess you could say the people that let them go through that weren't like, they look American killed. Yeah, them. that was cool, I guess. But it was it's just something something about crazy Iranians, crazy Middle Easterns, Middle Easterners never sits well with me, man. Mm-hmm. I thought I, th- was, I think I guess the perspective I would just try to. That I, I guess I had, or to keep, is that like this is a, this is the story of, you know, of the extraction. It's not the story. Yeah, of, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying it's I'm a not, snapshot of it. right. I'm not saying like don't that that. Of course, there were people that wanted to destroy them. Like that, that made perfect sense to me. I guess sometimes, like with that, that has to be that has to be a balance. Besides those two characters that may have shown a little bit of humanity. Besides that, like I, I, I it just. Even when I watch Homeland, there's some people in, in there that are like, you know, yeah. a little less. Well, they always, they'll, you know, Homeland and 24 will like introduce a Middle Eastern guy and, and show you how normal he is before you find out he's a terrorist. <laughs> sure. I just want to see a normal person. <laughs> but they, but like, they weren't, yeah. yeah. You know, that that's. It, I, th- I do think that it was like, it didn't have time for that. Maybe, a, maybe the fact that it was a pretty, you know, for this subject matter, if they wanted to do the whole like the whole hostage situation right. or if they wanted to do more of kind of a big picture. In the beginning, they were like, date. All right, let's, let's talk about the first act. The first act could have been cut down just a little bit. The what? whole like building to the creating the movie thing went mm-hmm. on for too long to me. I think the problem with that is what I was saying before is that you <laughs> know from the trailer that it's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, if it, 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 you sit there kind of going, okay, when are they going to okay? Yeah, you know, even though I found all that very amusing and I felt. like all the actors that were involved and I thought the interplay between, uh, you know, um, you know, Brian Cranston and Philip Baker Hall as the, the guy who finally does approve the one who's like, is this the best bad idea oh, right, you've got? Right, right. Oh, yeah, there yeah. were a lot of great character actors in, in that stretch. And I thought John Goodman and Alan Arkin had a really nice like rapport with each other. Yeah, so I, I, I had fun spending time with those characters it yeah. felt very like in in the in the in a way, and I'm not making fun. It felt very like Ocean's Eleven, the yeah. way it, it kind of fell together, and that and it was done in a way that I actually thought was cool. So mm-hmm. it's not apparently, that apparently that whole like ending is just all sensationalized. Like I was like 
reading all these articles really? about yeah. where the movie kind of like had some. Well, I was wondering some, about that. Took some liberties with right. you know. I think I think on the whole it's it's extremely accurate. I think I think that's the consensus. But I mean I think they took certain parts of the movie that they knew they wanted to play out, which obviously you know we're talking about this last thirty minutes, yeah. which is very effective. Well, that felt the most movieish. Exactly. Yeah, and, it did. And they, it was like, and they did apparently like you know build that up. Apparently you know the actual exfiltration is like it went like clockwork. Like it was no <laughs> it issue. Went, at it all. was like no trucks chasing them. And... Right at all. Well, <laughs> they kind of pretty, they kind of made a an. An issue out of no issue, but up, you know, it pretty much yeah. works. I don't want to see. That's the. I don't want to give away. Yeah. What I, but there's something weird about the aggression that was shown to get to the point where they were chasing, you know, coming down to the wire, and how they just were like hesitating at that point. If, mm-hmm. for, for example, if you were running away from me, and I broke down doors to get to you, I don't think I would like. I'd be like, you bastards, and shake my <laughs> fist at them. I would. Well, what are you going to do, shoot at a plane? Cut it down. <laughs> yes. Come on. I mean, if that's if that's the type of aggression you were showing to get to that point, you're like, oh, I'm going to get to the door. Break the window. Like, I would, yes. <laughs> I would have shot that shit up, man. Come on. Like, what? what? That's that's when they started to get like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Shoot that shit down. If that's what you wanted. I feel like that would have been... Homeland, they would have shot that shit. You're saying it's like the Duke boys. Homeland, they would have shot that shit. The Duke boys just jumped the General Lee like over a pond. (laughs) And and Roscoe P. Coltrane has skidded to a halt on the other side of the pond. He's out of his car and he's he's throwing his hat at the ground. Literally is how that felt. And saying, consign it. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Damn Americans. You're right about that moment. Always being American and slick and smart. (laughs) Out outsmarted us us crazy savage terrorists. That's how it felt, man. It felt very weird at the end. Like that shouldn't be like if if that if that's what stops you, you should stop being a terrorist. I'm just saying. That wouldn't stop me. I'd be like, So you're saying they were terrorists? That's how they were portrayed. <laughs> that's what you just said. <laughs> that's how they were portrayed, basically. Like, that's, that, I hate when all these Iranian people were made to be terrorists, but if I was but, a terrorist yeah, in the no, airport, but I'm just I would saying, cut that plane That's down. the way they were. They're revolutionaries, the, Okay, they were revolutionaries that were going to chop those Americans down if they got to them, basically. That's all point, I'm saying. Point taken. That's all I'm saying. I, I was a big. I liked the film a lot. It was. Uh, yeah. Bottom was, line, I, I think it's going to definitely be a movie that's going to hold well. I think a lot of people will see it over the coming weeks, and I mean, I'd recommend you checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is the movie um, that sticks around a little bit and and has some awards well, conversations. It's saying that here's the thing: this movie's budget was forty four million. Here's the thing: yeah, the the movie's budget was forty four million. It's about twenty million right now. It's not going to make that money back. Oh, it absolutely will. You think so? Absolutely. I don't I, think I, it will. I'll put I'll put twenty bucks on it right I now. I, I don't think it will. I, I it could will, see it having a better. I could see word of mouth really helping this movie out and having a really strong it is a, second it, weekend. It'll make it. It'll make it in. I bet you in, it only drops thirty percent this weekend. It'll make it in DVD sales. I don't know this weekend, guys. The juggernaut oh. that is Alex Cross is oh. coming out. Mr. Tyler, Perry Mr. Tyler Perry. Holy crap! First of all, can we talk about his hair in this movie? Uh, yeah, we, I remember we wrote about that when the trailer first came out on the blog. I don't understand what what what. Well, his I just want to say was. that finally they kicked that no good Morgan Freeman out of this role, and they found a. Re- Real actor to right. play Alex Cross. Right, man. Oh, no man. interest. Yeah. P.S. No. Matthew Fox looks ridiculous. He looks like right. He lost a lot of weight for it. Oh man, Matthew Fox. I just think he's there's something that seems intense and it's a little scary and a little right. bit off about that guy. Yeah. He he he's he Cuba Gooding his career just now. You think so? Oh man. You think by you think just being in a movie with Tyler Perry? It's not just a. It's I think not, he was Tyler Perry. It's not just not Cuba it's Gooding. Not just the, it's not just a Tyler Perry thing. It's the type of movie it is yeah. it looks very straight to dvd yeah. and the fact that they're trying to push this like it's a, a movie theater release makes me sick to my stomach and it's well, nothing- i mean you have tyler perry that, that that's Ooh. marketing right there but also like rob cohen directed it and he's like a big action right. like fast and furious and i mean he's like a big gun in hollywood so that, that's how it got to theaters okay. no interest okay <laughs> But otherwise, I'll, I'll probably, I'd yeah. say check out Argo. You yeah. know, if you're looking for the drama, yeah. suspense, mm-hmm. act a little bit of action. On the other side of the coin, mm. now in theaters this week, this weekend, is the new entry in the Paranormal Activity franchise, based on the Paranormal series. Can we talk about that? Yeah, did you see Number at the end four. that it, this movie was based on Paranormal Activity by Oren Pelly? 
Yeah. Which is just the first time I've seen that I've happen seen where it's like a sequel. They're telling you it like was based on, story. on. They never even did that yeah. with Saws. And that surprised me. Like, they, I've never seen that in a movie that was a sequel. Yeah, based on Paranormal Activity. I, I did remember seeing that at the end. Yeah. By Oren Pelly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that. As though we didn't know. Oh, this t- is Paranormal <laughs> oh, Activity shit. 4. It's, a, it's, it's I get oh, it. Oh, wow. Not, they all kind of come together. There's that oh, okay. number after the name. Don't tell you me know there's that, a... that's, that's there just to kind of... Inca- was it in the beginning, too? Or is it was just a, I, don't, I can't just remember. A, I think, yeah, the, I think at once. the end they have yeah. it there just in case you don't know <laughs> that it's like a forgot. series. Yeah. Right. It's like this scene... This reminded me a lot of these other three films I saw. Right. And they throw that up there and that just puts it together. Well, because I remember I was thinking that activity that activity that I just saw, I don't know if that was normal activity. Was that normal activity or not? I think it might have been paranormal. Normal, like I, I that think, explains it. I think it. it was for the people, like the people that saw like Raid Redemption, and like this is the redemption. Yeah. This is the fourth one. What? Yeah, right. What does this mean? I think it's also just like that's a really weird thing to me when I see that happen a lot with filmmakers that like have that hit, and yeah. then I feel like you know he's like a nobody when Paranormal Activity comes out, but now this is his like bread and butter. Right. So anything, even if he's not even involved with it anymore, like I don't know, he's maybe an executive producer <laughs> right. on the side. Mm-hmm. It's like. I gotta have that name on there. I guess that's a bit of ego thing, but yeah. that always bothers me a lot. So like strange. It's... So I don't know anything about part two and three. I can oh, only okay. say how I felt about four okay. after seeing one. Okay. Uh, and I, I, please tell me that more has happened in these movies other yeah. than just yeah. big oh, boobs okay. walking in and right. just walking slow and standing behind somebody <laughs> and then pushing them. She's a, It's she's like tri- 80 minutes of nothing happening and then a little something yeah. happening. I don't know. I there just find that more structure. jump cuts in this movie than any other paranormal I've seen. And, I, and it's funny. The jump cuts were used as a yeah. device. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that that was cool. But what I, I guess what I've been thinking about a lot, and I talk about this movie constantly, Record is one of my favorite found footage movies. And Record 2 is one of my favorite sequels because it takes... The whole idea of how it was presented the first time, mm-hmm. found footage, and then it reinvents itself and has another perspective in the second one. So I guess the biggest challenge is foreign. Has the perspective been changed enough to entice us to want to see it? Mm-hmm. You can't really tell from the trailer, obviously, but is it enough to keep us entertained while this movie's going on? And that's, I guess that's my question I'm posing to you guys. I would answer is, that no. <laughs> right, I mean, I'll be honest, right, because right. I, I actually was Thank a really you. big fan of Paranormal 3, and I mm-hmm. thought it was better than the second one and on par with the first one. Well, they me. did something interesting in the third one that they didn't do in the first, second, or fourth. And that's when they shifted from the found footage thing to just showing... A yeah, little just bit of movie. content happening. There's not much to reveal about this movie, but their explanation of why the cameras are constantly filming in this is just from a technological standpoint. It just doesn't hold a lot of water. Yeah. It's just really fishy. <laughs> yeah. And if you know anything about computers, you, you're, you know, there's a well. Steve hit on it in his notes. We were talking about <laughs> I think this we both already. Wrote the same thing down. It's yeah. a storage issue. Yeah, yeah. It is a storage issue. Infinite storage. On, Infinite storage. On MacBooks, not a standard feature. It's, Basically, it's, they're, they're using the built-in camera on a MacBook to uh-huh. record all the actions in the movie. And the suggestion is that there's this network of Macs around yeah. the house that are all filming all the time. Yeah. And that somehow all the footage is being saved to her computer, and she's just viewing it kind of at in her leisure. In format, one yeah. of the densest formats. That exists. Yeah. And and it's just loading this stuff up from 11 days, eight hours each, right? right. Probably about eight hours. More than that, because they're doing all day, pretty mm-hmm. much. That's crazy. I kind of felt like it got a little lazy, too. Uh, it did. When, when it, it got a lot lazy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, from the other films, like, I think... The device in this film that's the, the the X factor, the new thing, is the chat recording, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. In the third film, one of my favorite parts of the Paranormal Activity 3 was the fan cam. Oh, yeah. If you remember in the kitchen, there's an element in the film where they actually, the, the boyfriend ends up like rigging this fan on an oscillating fan. And it's like panning back and forth. Well, see, I didn't see that one. So. Through the yeah. living room yeah. in the yeah. kitchen. And it's really effective. It's creepy as hell. Because it's literally like the reveal, it's not stopping. And you're going back and forth wondering the next time he comes back, what are you seeing? And it was very deliberate in what it revealed each time it would span back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's counter in this film is the idea of having these chat conversations that turn into, let's just leave it running and film everything. Yeah. And that didn't, I felt like that was really lazy to me. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it didn't, it didn't give me any sense of, um, 
you know, the person actually holding anything and being on the other side of this camera capturing something. Right. You know, which some of the other films, even though they have moments where they mount it and it stays there and nobody's really on the other side, there's also a lot of parts where somebody's running around with something. Yeah. This movie no, no, had you're right. that in the beginning. But then it stopped. As soon as the boyfriend set this up... It's, it's almost like, like once they found it. a way to basically say, we've found a way to have cameras switched on in every room, Yeah. and now we don't have to explain it. It was like that was what the whole yeah. eyesight camera or built-in computer camera, that's what that whole thing was leading to. Exactly. Rather yeah. than dealing with the kind of scary implications of you're in a in a live chat with somebody and something freaky happens behind them maybe you see something they don't whatever it is yeah no 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 you're yeah. right that was that would be like, scarier to me right yeah. you know yeah. the boyfriend on the other end i mean everything that they reveal in that footage is just like in the first three mm-hmm. they're going on to it after the fact and they're reviewing yeah. it and they're like oh my god rewind yeah. that but well, if it was happening in real time that would be so much scarier and to then there me. were some amazing things that happened that they didn't seem to review or ever comment on as well like that was another thing that kind of struck me as strange was that certain things you know like there's an episode with a knife that you would think would have been noticed in the footage i don't know that i i felt like it was very uh, he didn't bring it up they they just use it for convenience i mean it's like the piece in the middle of the film or the the the, i guess the second act you know where a lot of that stuff goes unnoticed they only really mention it quickly but i guess you're supposed to buy into the fact that he's not He's like, remember he said he was going to like Mexico, mm-hmm. so he's away. So she doesn't know how to review this footage. Oh, okay, they did. You know what I mean? They did make a point of yeah, that. Yeah, so oh. like that's why she's like trying to get him to tell her how to do it. And when he finally does come back, he's looking at it himself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those things that we see, like with the with the husband and like with the mother, and even things like with that connect element, which we'll talk about in a minute. You don't you don't see them acknowledge it because she doesn't know how to look at it. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, that's what I think that's what I was trying to keep in mind because they. Because then he mentions that he's back from Mexico and yeah. kind of come over. And I mean, so but, but I mean, let's face it: that formula where they go to the title card and it says night one, and then you hear that you get the date and you get the time, and then by the time you get to night ten, night eleven, you totally. I mean, the formula of these movies is is you know, it's 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 an annual release at this point. It's what Saw mm-hmm. used to be to the genre. They know that in October it's there's going to be a big opening weekend probably sure. for this type of thing. Sure. I think they all they have to do is come up with just enough that's new, just enough of a twist on well, it. That's... And they kind of justify the movie. And I having not seen the other two, I can't say whether they came up with a new twist. I can say that for me, I felt ripped off in the general again, not that I was expecting it to be something that just had this amazing story in it, mm. but I I do th- I do think they kind of have they've come up with this genre where they can basically have no story. Yeah. In a certain way, where basically they can have bumps in the night and they can have all these suspicious scenes that kind of add up. But in my mind, I don't have a clear picture of what there's demons involved or ghosts involved. Well, I kind of know a little bit about that's it. That's the thing. But I don't understand why the mechanics of this particular haunting, like what the advantage of, you know, like if there is some kind of entity behind this, I don't get what their plan is well, the way that, this story unfolds. That stuff was revealed in the third one. Yeah. So here's, here's the problem with the, the fourth one completely. Like the... The reveals in the third one furthered the story along. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the reveals that they had didn't push the story along enough for there to be uh, another one, really. The third one... Oh, there will be another one. Yeah, the, the third <laughs> one set the set the kind of pace of what it was. And, and the problem was it didn't expand on that anymore. So one of the bigger reveals in the third one is that there's this big seance that's going on at the house that they go to, right? Is that the same house? That's the same house, right, where they went go I, to the... I, I, I think it's the I same house. I mean, I think you're supposed to assume maybe it is. I don't yeah. know, because this was in... This took place in, what, was it New Hampshire or Nevada? Yeah. Well, which one was, was it? Sa- did, the, did you guys remember? Well, that remember, that's where they... That's where they drove, right? To, to the, to the grandmother's drove, house. The grandmother's house, which was... Probably, yeah, you'd have to check that one. I mean, yeah. I, I think the third one is really good. It's really good. Because it's I a might, prequel. It's a prequel. Yeah. So you kind of get set up with, like, why the things that happened in the first one happened to that girl specifically. Yeah. And that's where you're supposed to pick up with this one when they say, you know, that this the little boy in this film is actually the, the baby that, you, you know... Yeah. It would, it would be in the second one. It, but, it, but it, then, it all uh, pulls from the, the, the but prior who, three, but... It doesn't add 
onto it. No, you know, not we, at all. we see that. Okay, well, this is the kid. Obviously, like Wyatt is maybe this kid hunter that is taken in the second film by the girl in the first film, mm-hmm. and the third one tells you why it was that girl. Yeah, and this one is like, okay, well, we have these pieces. Right. It's like I, I bought into it with the third one. Okay, so 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 she's across the street, and the boy's there. The baby that is now a grown kid named Wyatt mm. is there, and they see all these cars there. Um, uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's literally that, it. That's, yeah, and then he killed. Uh, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> nothing happens. I'm just saying. Oh, so that's well. You would know somebody gets killed. Yes, yeah, so obviously. But I guess the, the weird part about it is when all the stuff took place that took place. When everything went to shit in the third one, it was for a reason. If this is some kind of demonic entity that's mm-hmm. working to 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 get this little boy back. Why go about it in this way? Yeah, that's and and what the reason for that is like again, I don't want everything to necessarily be explained, but I always I like I like with this type of film to be able to explain it to myself. Yeah. Well you know, I like to be able to walk away and come up with an explanation if that works thing, for me. It doesn't have don't to you all think be you're asking for a little too much, John. Yeah, yeah right. Thing, <laughs> if this thing but you know what I'm saying? I like to be able to connect the dots after sure. the movie and go, Oh, that maybe that's not how it had to happen, right. but that's a way it could have happened. But right. in this it's like on top of thinking that the the found footage kind of filmmaking was kind of lazy in this, I found the story to be almost non-existent, and any moments that were that were good were just good because of you know the general scare potential of what was going on around the house, and even that there were only a few moments that were legitimately scary. Yeah. You know, I, that's and be... I thought also the, the as far as in things that worked about this, I do think that some of the performers like there, it was a there were. It, Pretty much likable actors in the movie. I, 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 all the acting I thought was was pretty cool. I didn't really like the kid Robbie across. The street. I mean, he's kind of creepy, but I didn't think, in comparison to the other young boy who plays Wyatt, I thought he was great. Yeah. And the relationship between the uh, the girl, the main girl Alex, and her boyfriend uh, Ben Ben, I thought was awesome. Yeah, I, mean, they I were totally great. bought that. I mean, that that felt real. You know, like just, she was she like, was a believable. They made her. They didn't make her like an annoying teenage girl stereotype, all. but she did have typical teenage kind of quality. I don't know. It was she was a believable kid, and yeah, Ben yeah. was a believable she kind of not, smart ass, you know, boyfriend. But he yeah. was likable and absolutely, yeah. That's another thing. The little kid Robbie came across like an asshole. I don't know who we're supposed to think Robbie was, right? If, yeah, I mean that, if, that's my one of my biggest criticisms. I, I don't, I don't know. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I don't think I it think, makes sense. I think you're supposed to assume that maybe that's just another kid that's a what, part of this whole. Wyatt, was Wyatt the kid? Hold on. So was Robbie the kid? Slow it down, Ron. Okay. Old. Was Robbie Rewind. just slow it down? All right, I'll seance. tell you right now. Wyatt. The seance. Wyatt. Okay. Was Hunter from Paranormal Activity okay. Two? I get that. Yeah. Now Robbie was that the kid that killed everybody at the seance? Remember at the seance from the third one? No. That was a kid there. No, that was not him. That was that, a, that took place. <laughs> that took Holy place shit. twenty years Look, before. That? Who the hell was that then? That's what I'm saying. That's what John and I like. Oh. I, I think I, what I took away from it, I'm just a, con, trying to connect an invisible dot here. But I'm assuming that you're supposed to say, okay, all these people, women that are involved in this witch seance stuff, it's another kid. Like it's another whole series of paranormal activity movies. Right. Okay. This one's about Katie and her sister and Hunter, and that kid is just another boy from this whole line of what this demonic pieces which you don't know john i mean yeah it's in the third i'm one. so so exasperated that in order to make sense of this i'm gonna have to watch another yeah, yeah. one of these movies but yeah, you're saying the third one the third, <laughs> the third one, one's really good it I mean, is. honestly it it's the some, most like, actually right. not the most profitable of the series but yeah. it made the most box all i mean and that i think the third one being as good as it was because i have a feeling if that film was this film it wouldn't have made a fourth one you know mm-hmm. what i mean because i don't think it would have held over as well yeah. but this one has i mean i guess they'll continue to make them because it's going to be huge this was i mean this 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 franchise has made over half a billion dollars this is the you know what i mean you think this is, is the one to beat this weekend then you think this movie is paranormal oh yeah. absolutely you know what this is though absolutely oh man i predict this is saw three this is saw three see that has nothing that means no, nothing to me okay no. all. I'm, I'm dumb so, I never on, was a fan of just Excuse just my, bear my with language. me bear with me the first two Really well done. Not true. I, Don't listen to him. Okay. The <laughs> first kidding. the first two songs were pretty solid. The, the first one, I will admit, I yeah, like the, the idea first, of it. The first two. The, 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 see, that's follow. another blind spot for me. I am I never saw a, a saw movie. Really? Saw, the saw? first I never saw saw. The first two. Oh my goodness. They went well together. Mm-hmm. This feels like the the first three 
were like the first two of Saw. And then it kind of, it became just about murder and yeah. puzzles. Yeah. And, and it was a little more than that in the first two. And I think that's what's happening with this movie. It got diluted in this whole idea. It's almost like um, when you play... It's a really weird comparison, but sometimes you play video games of movie franchises like like James Bond. And, and what it becomes is like just a man running around shooting mm-hmm. when when the person doesn't realize that it's about the prestige that comes with being an agent, the the story surrounding it. It's basically what happened to this series. It, 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 as shallow and as shitty as the idea might have been found footage stuff at the heart of it, the soul, the soul of this movie was the story that drove it and weaving that story through some of the reveals of the found footage that did not do this in this movie. And it became painful. There's zero reveal. There's zero. Reveal. The, the, the only thing that you might take away from it, but I don't think the trailer really hides it. Or if you know anything about the series is that, you know, about Wyatt and, you know, yeah, being the kid from paranormal activity too. Right. You know, the baby, but I mean, you know, I don't think that's a big enough reveal to say I'm deeper in this mythology what? now. That's that's even weirder. But like he, how did? If, all right, if 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 she stole him, mm-hmm. right? The whole idea is she stole Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. She stole Hunter, and what did she give him up for adoption after she? Yeah, stole that him? that part didn't what? make sense to me either. And now she wants I, him that back. Makes zero sense. She kills the parent, and the was it the third one or the second one? Second one. Still kills the parent, takes the baby, walks away. You're like, where the fuck did that kid go? And this kid was given up for a doubt. Did she just, she snapped out of it. She takes and the kid and with no expression, slowly walks so, away. I'm so tired him, of the slow walk. Just left him in front of an adoption place. Yeah. And just like, take him. And then, and then, away. and then tracked him and made sure she bought a house across the street from the family that absolutely adopted no him. That or makes something. absolutely yeah. no sense. Yeah. That's a piece. I don't know. I mean, that's a plot hole. Yeah. yeah. I got no answer for that. Man. <laughs> I got, holy, I got, holy I got some plot. other thoughts, but I mean, that's not, that's weird. I mean, that stumped me the whole time. I was like, how did that happen? And yeah. this is the conversation that tells me that this film is shitty. It, it's, it's, I, I'm not, not going to say it's shitty because what I want to say is that for fans of the franchise, if you're in the franchise, they're going to probably go and at least like it because it does, it plays it safe because it doesn't really do anything new, but it plays it safe where it hits the points of why people like the film. You know, like with the scares and, you know, right. the fact that like we talked about right after the movie, like I find myself they had a really cool new element, like where they incorporated the connect gaming system and how it detects, you know, the motion. That was of, so smart. I thought uh, that was the cool. users and like, you know, through infrared or night vision on the camera, it can record it. And that's one of the cameras that we're monitoring. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool, especially initially when it's just very vaguely showing things, suggesting that we're seeing something. I'm like, did I just see something? Because I'm looking at the screen so intently looking for something in every corner of this huge screen in the movie theater that's what these films that that oh, i'm sorry that's what this film this series plays to its strengths in every film whether something else has been added which in, in the third one i think there was we'd yeah. agree yeah what it does well is those scenes where literally you know the title cards maybe are a bit overdone and they get old after night six or whatever yeah but well, it makes you feel less like you're watching a movie, and like I was saying this to Ronald before you got here, Steve. But like, it's a roller coaster ride. It's not. Yes. Even, it's not even really tr- pretending to be a story. Yes, it's yeah, not even absolutely. pretending to set up expectations it's that it's going to be a story. And so you're sitting there. I mean, part of the experience of watching this movie is being bored by it almost. Yeah, and being yeah. tricked into watching dead air and kind of you know when it's working, you, you your eyes are scanning the frame for any kind of little detail on what might be moving. And there was you know there were a couple of jumps that got me in this movie, but it, it's it's it it's all atmosphere and almost no ideas as far as my that, perspective. Well, that's, that, that's correct. That was the cool part agree. about the third. Like there's. It shows that, and then to break up the monotony, they travel to this house, and then after that, after they get out of the car, no more found footage. Yeah. And that's what gets weird about it. You're like, whoa, this this is different. And that didn't... Well, I get sick, too, of looking at found footage because of the the, I, the, the way things are framed. Just it's a it, it's one lazy. more thing that this that 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 format buys you is you don't have to set up really nice-looking shots. Yeah. And there's all these shots where someone, like... You know, I guess to make the to sell the conceit of the way the yeah. the ca- cameras are capturing stuff, they'll just have a you know someone will get cut off right above their chin or something, and it's just again I know that is part of the format, but it's 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 yet another way that I kind of feel like the filmmaking is just com- completely absent. These movies, 
they 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 do seem really underdeveloped in the visual they, sense. They are. And, and I think after a while, that seems like a crutch, unless like yeah. it's it's a valid it, stylistic thing. It feels like uh, I saw this behind the actor's studio with Spike Lee, and Spike Lee said that music videos are the worst thing that ever happened to cinema because people expect these cuts, quick cuts in between scenes and stuff like that. So what happened a lot of the times during this movie was I felt like, you know, when they were like angling, when they're like going around and the camera kept following them around in the room. Yeah. Sometimes that took away from the scariness of it. Sometimes I I liked when it just sat in a place and then revealed stuff. Mm-hmm. And and after a while, once once the angles, once the like excuses for switching the camera based on like camera phones and stuff like that, and camcorders was was kind of taken away it became so monotonous that it almost became unbearable Mm -hmm. and then the jump cuts were just the so you didn't kill yourself basically so you didn't say oh fuck i'm leaving this movie and it just got kind of boring well and it used the kind of cutting scenes off when they didn't seem like like it was so arbitrary that there were times where it it really seemed that oh we need to get this exchange in there we need to get her asking why it why he uh, has that drawing on his wall or whatever, or asking why, what's going on. And it's like, they would, it would just cut to a scene where, you know, she's walking into her brother's room, she asks him a question, he answers, and then the scene ends and goes to another scene. I mean, it, it works within the concept, but if you think about from a writing perspective, how how uh, just completely lacking that is, sure. I don't know. It, 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 it started to really wear on me. Sure, and yeah. I, and I, I do... There are still a couple of moments, you know, there's a moment with a piece of cutlery that is is pretty good for some tension. And there's a great sense of when something happens and you know, you know, you know, the rhythms of these movies, you know, something is is going to happen. There were a couple of there were a couple of beats where you're just waiting for something to happen. You don't know when or how. And those moments were were pretty were pretty good. Uh, But as far as that goes, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe that's just like a dumb animal trick. I mean, like almost anybody can can surprise you with that sort of thing. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that a movie, like, I don't know if there's anything about this movie that will stick with me. Uh, you know, even the way some, some horror movies that aren't that great will still have an image or two that just haunts your dreams. You know, this really didn't have anything. I think, I think all these films like have a really good sense of humor to them though. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think that's one thing outside of like, I don't know, like the found footage and the scares and all the tension that we're talking about, like you monitoring every corner of the screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the films have some sort of sense of humor to them, and I think this film actually is probably one of the better ones of the four, in my opinion, mainly because of the boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, yeah. their yeah. interplay is really good. I mean, that's yeah. one of my positive takeaways from the film. Um, like I said before, I think that people that are fans of the series in general are probably mm-hmm. going to like the movie. Right. I don't think it adds anything to the story, to the franchise, to the mythology, which I was hoping it would, especially because the filmmaking duo Me too. that made Paranormal Activity 3 made this one as well. Um, based off how successful both commercially and critically that one was, I don't think this one is going to be anywhere near as critically well-received. I mean, it was weird that the third one was it got I, really good I, reviews. I remember the word of mouth being really solid on that one. Yeah, it and was weird. Is this diminishing returns at this point? I, is it, that's exactly what it is. I would, I, that's what I was telling my girlfriend when we yeah. left the theater. I mean, like, I feel like that's my takeaway is that it's a whatever to me. Like, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy I saw it because, I mean, I like the other films even though, like, they have their flaws. But it, it, it has a sense of what Ronald said. Like, even though I wasn't a fan of this, the Saw franchises, there's a moment in these series where you can – you know it's – that was the – at, at, at if not maybe the best it was going to get that's the point where it starts going down yeah. mm-hmm. and it's a very steep slope and i think that's what i you know unfortunately took away from the movie because leaving the third one i was like wow they just kind of blew this open to so many cool possibilities yeah. and, then, and then, pfft, it didn't deliver the, the last shot of this film you see a, 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 a like a a moment of you know like with all the all the people in the backyard yeah. like that reminded me of what maybe could have happened from the third film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And it, it, it's alluded to twice in the film. Yeah. Once by a lot of cars being in the front and yeah. the la- the second to last scene of the movie. And that's it. And I think that's yeah. a huge missed opportunity. So that, yeah. it kind of disappointed me. Something very telling about this movie. Um, so I'm looking at Paranormal Activity on IMDb. The average score, 6 out of 10. Paranormal 4 just came out. And it's already at a 4.4 out of 10. Yeah. So normally it's higher in the beginning and then it gets a little lower. It's 4.4 now. And I, the I only think, time you see that reverse is when it is some kind of word of mouth situation. Yeah, but yeah. usually a movie that's got a yeah. 4.4, 4, 
word yeah. of mouth is not going to be that strong. Yeah, absolutely, you're no. absolutely right. So and I think that's that's a good point. I mean, I'm glad you pulled that out because I mean, the third one. I don't know. Did it, did it tell you? Do you see what the third one was? Is um, it on there? I'm not sure what source you're using, but I mean, six. Well, six six out of ten, and it was thirty nine thousand people. This is IMDb. Yeah, IMDb. Okay. I'm sorry, IMDb rated. No, I mean that's that's I'm, a good point. I I use IMDb over Rotten Tomatoes only because I think they more people are on it. People are on it, and cool. So, but I don't know. Fans of the series, maybe check it out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. maybe watch a different horror film. If you're looking for a scary movie this holiday season, check out another. You know, one of your favorites or something if, that a friend if, recommended. If you. you feel like you don't get enough chandelier action in your movies, <laughs> if you think days. this is gonna be like the third one though, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much where I'm at on it. Anything yeah. else to throw in there with that? I think we could have no, pretty it. much talked it up. I think that's it. Um, um, what about uh, the last movie we saw? We, we we all saw this movie, right? What's that? Chernobyl Diaries. Oh, yeah, we saw it independently. Yeah. Oddly enough, like in the same time frame. It was yes. Weird. We had the text conversation going back and forth like, whoa, Ooh. they're watching at the same time I am. Yeah. You would yeah. think, yeah, we should have skyped or something. It was guys, a harmonic like, convergence. People, I chatted it up. <laughs> Three men, different places, watching the same movie at the same time. Right. It must be some kind of great cinematic event, some kind of achievement. Oh, I could not wait. That any is gonna. For. Oh boy. Oh. I mean, it was. Couldn't be more wrong. You know, I. I We're thought about Chernobyl Diaries. I don't know if we said that yet. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Good. Chernobyl Diaries. Chernobyl Diaries. Uh, hey, Chernobyl Diaries. <laughs> it's a. I like what you called it in our text conversation, Ronald. It should have been called what? Oh, uh, the Chernobyl have eyes. The, Chernobyl's, uh, the Chernobyl have eyes, <laughs> which actually what it felt like. It, it did. It did. It got so weird. Yeah, like, Chernobyl has eyes, except shifted. except it hadn't with not with no third act. I mean, let's what, okay. So Chernobyl Diaries the is the story of some some teens or or college age kids that mm. go on like a a little bit of extreme t- tourism when sure. they're in Russia. Um, and they get taken to uh, Pripyat, or yeah, Pripyat. Th- which is a city, a ghost town. And that's true. I read into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's true. And there's also uh, really a Ferris wheel there, which I thought was kind of strange, yeah, um, cool. which was an image in the movie. And it's a ghost town that was, you know, because this town is very near the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. And after the meltdown, uh, you know, it was evacuated. And, and so basically it's, it's a town that was evacuated and it's just a snapshot of what it once was. It's overgrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all the apartment buildings and complexes are abandoned and there's still stuff in there. And like, mm-hmm. there was a, there was a quote, Yuri, the, the tour guide in the movie says, uh, nature has reclaimed its rightful home. And I do think yeah. that that's kind of, I thought that suggestion was kind of cool. And yeah, I think yeah, that definitely. when the movie starts off, um, I had to do the accent, guys. I hope that you was, enjoyed that. That, was, yeah. dude, that yeah. gave me chills. That actually, reminds man. me yeah. also like Weeds. I'm going to do a one-man show of this movie, <laughs> and I'm working on the Yuri character right now. That but remind- like this idea of nature having taken back over, yeah, I thought yeah. that suggestion was kind of cool. And I thought the sort of nods to wildlife and what's happened with wildlife, I thought that was really pretty cool. Like there's yeah. a there's a pack of wild dogs that's actually pretty scary. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what I noticed about it was... I started off, this started off being a pro for the movie, being that I was about 45 minutes into it and nothing completely stupid had happened yet. And then when it got to be about 55 minutes and I was like, well, nothing completely stupid's happened yet. And then it got to a little over an hour and I realized, oh, the reason nothing completely stupid has happened yet is because nothing has has happened yet. And I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration. There's some stuff that happens in the middle of the movie that definitely gets fucked up quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, But outside of having a great idea and a great location... I mean, when I say great idea, I just mean this environment is set up oh, to yeah, just yeah. give you the creeps. Like everything about it is creepy, and there's so many different directions it could have gone. And it's like it's not even a Hills Have Eyes ripoff in the end. It's sub Hills Have Eyes because at least yeah. in Hills Have Eyes, you get some sense of the mutants and what they're doing. But this yeah. movie just completely left out any real anything that would have given some definition to what was really going on. Yeah. It, and it just kind of just kind of petered out. It 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 was like a. It was like a little kid planting things down in a story. Like so it it played to every every little stereotype of a scary movie. It had mm-hmm. a little kid scampering around. Then it had animals. Yeah. Then it had weird mutants. Then it had, it, it felt like too much. Like it, it should have focused it had on an one armless thing. and legless mutant living yeah. in a tent. 
That was weird. Well, one thing that made me feel another weird one of those movies with a with an armless, legless <laughs> mutant living another in another one tent. of those, and he's surly. On when top they of showed that. the little kid, I felt like it felt like One Direction, and then when it started to get into the mutants, it turned into something different for me. Like, yeah. I was, and then the last act, the last act was like what last act? Yeah, <laughs> did I watch? Did I did I stop it earlier or something? Right? Did I like download the wrong the, version of the, this movie? The second and a half act. Yeah, it felt so uninspired. Yeah, there was nothing. There was literally nothing to it. I mean, <laughs> I, I like the idea. Of, I like the idea of of someone being someplace, and then pan out. You were always here. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? You know what I'm talking about? Like when they went to like, so there's a part where like they talked about this section of the of the area that was just off limits. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like so, the reactor. The reactor portion. The actual like Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that Man. was weird. The the fact that they were like running around and then they panned out. And they're like, you are in the reactor. That was weird to me, as particularly since. It didn't seem like they went that far for it to be like that. And then I just, yeah, it just felt shitty to me. Like the whole, like I said, I said the paranormal was shitty. Now this, this movie was shitty. Like this movie was, and it, see, I thought this movie, this movie had, I, I can't say that paranormal activity ever really had me. Back to what I was saying, just the structure of it doesn't really feel like a movie. Yeah. With Chernobyl Diaries, I definitely had that feeling of this, at best, is not going to be a great film. But in terms of what it was supposed to do, atmospherically, in terms of the look, even in terms of the performances and the actors, I mean, it's like they weren't the the greatest batch of characters, but they they were believable. So I don't know. I would almost put them in the same department of movies that had enough going for them for me to not just hate every minute of them. Yeah. But that in the end, they felt like I felt ripped off by both Paranormal Activity 4 and uh, Chernobyl Diaries. I thought Yuri was... Okay, so... Without yeah, their their tour guide Yuri, the Russian is 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 is, and I I wonder how often like I think that had to do with just that actor brought a lot to that role. He wasn't written to be much, but there was something about that character that was. I thought he was involved in the whole shenanigans. He did seem to know more than he was letting on. It's like oh goodness, the the car is broken. Like that was very yeah, like and he felt that like uh, that warm or that just had put out fire. Yeah, like he kind of knew that there was maybe shit going on out there and. So at By the, the time he was like, let's get out of here, that's when he was like, oh, shit, the car's fucked at up. The yeah. cost, you know what I was I felt bad for him because everyone turned on Yuri at that moment. And yeah. I wanted to say, hey, guys, right. Yuri clearly didn't do this on purpose. Yeah. Cut Yuri some slack. really funny about that movie to me. Okay, so the character Chris and his brother Paul. So like, Chris was like the character that was like the innocent guy with the girlfriend. And guess what, Ronald? Mm. His brother's a little bit different his brother's a little bit more extroverted yeah and and kind of a different sort of guy yeah. they have this sibling thing going on i don't know if you picked up on <laughs> right. that the, the the there was a little subtext there that the two brothers don't get along too great they're kind of different i thought i thought the funniest thing about this movie was when shit got tough he turned on his brother so quickly yeah you're the biggest piece of shit <laughs> yeah. fuck you yeah you never helped me he says, mom hates you he's like he like went on this tirade mm-hmm. that was so intense for the moment, like I feel like he 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 immediately betrayed his brother, like yeah. just on a. I don't know. That was weird to me, okay. but I, I enjoyed it. It made me laugh so hard, though. I literally. Did any of you guys realize that that was that Chris was played by Jesse McCartney? Do you know who that Jesse was, McCartney is? That was Jesse McCartney. Is? Yes, I looked this oh, up during man. the movie. Like he, uh, like pop singer. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, yeah. I, yeah. That and was I'm, Jesse he's darker hair now, and he like mm-hmm. he's had like a bunch of top Billboard hits. I guess he's now an actor. Okay, right. here's here's how old I am. I, I, I saw that him. name and knew that I was supposed to know who that was, yeah. and thought, <laughs> is that guy a singer? I'm not sure. And that's as far as I got. With I had my, to look it up because I'm yeah. like, he looks really familiar. And then I was like, ask my girlfriend. I'm like, who is that? And I, <laughs> and actually, I was I am being his girlfriend in the movie who was hot as hell. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bo- Boobarella. Boobarella, yeah. That's actually how her, that's her yeah. stage name on IMDb. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And, and I came across him. I was like, holy shit. I don't know. He's yeah. Jesse McCartney. It's very weird. I overall, you know, honestly, dude, I, I had nothing going into Chernobyl Diaries. I didn't absolutely hate it. Yeah. Last 20 minutes, horrible. Didn't do anything yeah. for me past that. But like you said, John, like up to like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and I was like, 
I actually like this movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, this is, could go really cool. Well, because of the setup, the fact that you've got, you you know, you kind of predict that there's going to be some kind of radioactive yeah. mutant or, or a person that's been living with this radioactivity or been living near the reactor and being affected by it. Like, looking at someone in the face and being like, everybody from this town left. Doesn't make any sense. Like, everybody? Everybody left? Really? Okay. Well, that's just very strange. Well, that's, that part's that, that, true. That's true, dude. That's what happens. But, but I mean, but I guess in the setting of the movie, like if 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 someone were to tell me that every single person decided to leave, I'm, I would think that there were some stragglers. Even when it was like Katrina, it's just some people that hung back. Like somebody had to like hide in the crevices or something like that. And that, the whole idea was these people. Well, let's keep in mind this was twenty years ago. It was twenty years ago, or but, eighteen years, whatever. Which means that there would be less caring for these people. Ronald, there's a movie coming out <laughs> soon about the people that stay. It's called uh, "Beast of the Ukrainian Wild." It's going to be coming out soon, <laughs> and that's about the people that stay, the mutants that stay behind and try to rebuild. Right. So, the faces, okay, the faces of these uh, these monsters. We're not; they're not even faces. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. You know do. what it reminds me of? Do you remember? Have you ever seen the? Uh, I mean, it's like it's pissing me off the, the more I think about episode, it, how under underdeveloped that the movie Twilight was. Zone episode where like pig face people were. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. where the whole thing is like the, <laughs> the woman's getting she's so ugly, but it's yes. actually that she's beautiful and yeah. she's in a world of ugly people. Right. That, right. Yeah. that was how it looked like it yeah. was that poor. Like this, that was like, what was that? 60s? 60s makeup. You yeah. know what I think we unintentionally did with this is we tied this movie into Paranormal Activity because this was actually produced by Oren Pelly. Really? Yeah. Oh. oh. Way to go, guys. Yeah. That just Bombs. hit me. Bombs over Baghdad. Didn't mean to interrupt your pig face. Yeah. Twilight, oh, man. But the face is just... We're getting like good at this. 60s. Very... Poor, poor. I don't even remember what they look like. I mean, right. I feel like no they. Detail I think that, that every time we saw one of the one of the mutants, they were being shot in such a way to conceal what they look like that suggests at some point we were going to see more or we were going right. to get more of a right. picture. And I think it's really just, it's literally, it's at the very end mm-hmm. when you find yourself going, oh, I guess that really that, is yeah. the end. You know, it's like it felt like the end, but when it went to black, there was a split second where I thought, well, hopefully there's more. Because that didn't seem like a movie, <laughs> it, and then it really was over. You know how? What was it? What was that? Uh, the one with the big monster. What, wasn't that like an outbreak scene? Uh, what was it? With, with what big monster? The big monster in New York. Uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield. You remember the outbreak scene where like they they like everybody got isolated? Yeah, yeah. It oh, felt yeah. like it stopped at that part. Yeah. Like it. Like. You know how, like, there was more story to that? Yeah, well, that's the other thing is that what happens at the end almost makes no sense. I mean, you can you can intuit, you can use horror movie logic to see what they're trying to do at the end. They're trying to make it that kind of bleak, surprising ending. But it just is one more thing that doesn't really add up. I don't know. No, it didn't at all. Like, why why did the government only get involved the last 10 minutes of the movie? Yeah. It was like that part, like, they they did no, no effort. To really check that, but no soldiers monitoring the area. And then at the end, they were just like, this is where they kick in. This is, this is where we hide yeah. everything. End of the movie, guys. Let's move in. Let's do this thing. Let's <laughs> wrap this minutes. up. We're yeah, 90 yeah we're getting right. We're at 87. <laughs> Grand conspiracy. T- time for the twist. So weird. Well, that's 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 another option for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I would say not. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely but it's it's Halloween. literally it's been around for I'd say the past month though to see yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if digitally. you seek it if you don't seek channels. it on Redbox yeah check it out on Netflix one day and just yeah. know that the blonde doesn't remove her sweater at any point yeah so if you're you watching it me. if you're watching it for that reason because those jammies are popping out at some point <laughs> they get re- you see her running around like, I'm disappointed I'll do her filmography and she's in a film next year called Dumbbells I thought it maybe it was really? a biopic or something <laughs> autobiographical <laughs> we're we're trying to build up our female audience right right, right? those silly putties going around in there. I'm just saying, they look, she was very pretty. I don't know. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it up to me to, to turn a beautiful body part oh, into right. something. Just... All right. All right. We, we need to wrap this up. We're getting on the tangent now. We can continue yeah. after we hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in recapping, Argo, I think Collective, we've all pretty yeah. much agreed. Definitely worth checking yeah, out. worth seeing. Solid movie. Yeah. I was a big fan. Uh, Paranormal, maybe not so much. Yeah. I'd say for fans of the series, if you want to see the next one, go for it. 
Otherwise, maybe rewatch the first one. Or in John's case, go watch Paranormal Activity 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chernobyl Diaries, save your time. Yeah, after seeing Paranormal Activity 4, I can recommend that people see Paranormal Activity 3 <laughs> as well. It's got to be better than yeah. that, right? Uh, but yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to throw in? Uh, no, I think that's it, man. All right, cool. Well, we'll check you back later. I think we're going to be planning some like a special horror film coming up. In yeah, the, I'm, in, I'm, that's it, what they the, say. It's heartbreak after heartbreak with the horror movies yeah. lately. So we These got newer we, ones. We, we got to go talk about to some good ones. True. Yeah, got to talk about uh, some. So good we'll ones. be doing that next like episode. That, I think. I think, that's I think. The plan. Yeah. Um, so be sure to check that out. No, Ron and I we did one last year of some of our I think all time yeah. favorites, but I think we're going to focus a little better this year and yeah. have a better discussion about it. So that'll be the next episode. Yeah, and you know. Thank you guys for listening. Always hit us up on the moviesmovie.net, moviesmoviegmail.com, iTunes, Facebook. Facebook. Um, what else? Mixcloud. Always there. Um, oh, we're all over the place. You just got to find us. We're, we're hiding. You just got to find us. Yeah. Uh, but as always, you've made our day. And uh, thank guys for listening. Bye. Good night. <laughs>